What's up, Lashinistas? Welcome to the show. This is the Live Bay Podcast, where we talk about the ever-growing eyelash business. This is your first time listening to the show. Welcome. This podcast is dedicated to helping you grow as a lash artist and or lash business owner. So whether you work for another company or yourself, this podcast is for you. Hey guys, this is Mike and Shauna Jones. We are the owners of Live Bay Lash. Our heart is to share with you guys our uphill battle in this lash industry and to show you guys what started out of a tiny bedroom in our house, extremely broke, has turned into an eight-figure company. We are here to encourage you during your lash journey and to give you guys a raw version of what things are really like. So in today's video, we're going to go ahead and discuss four of the biggest lessons we've learned thus far in this business as lash owners. Um, we actually gave a speech at UNLV just talking about um, different obstacles we've gone through as far as trademarking and staffing and just a lot of stuff we've learned in the business world that has brought us to this point. <laughs> Hope you guys enjoy the video. All right. How you guys doing? Um, I thought it was really cool what he talked about, about the uh, expensive lesson because today's talk, we're just going to give you guys like four real quick points on how we grew from a small little mom and pop shop to an eight-figure company to a $10 million a year company. So uh, my family doesn't have money. Like my mom's on social security. Her family's always borrowing money from us. Like we don't, I don't mean like in a bad way. We just like, we, we didn't have any help starting this thing up. We didn't take any loans. So we're just gonna kind of give you guys like four really quick bullet points that helped us out. One of the things we're actually gonna talk to you guys about today, we're gonna condense it down. But um, we just went through like uh, a, a trademark litigation and so it was very expensive. We had to do some rebranding and stuff. I'm gonna talk to you guys about that too, a little lesson we learned along the way. Um, so I wanna jump into real quick. Uh, go ahead and give them a quick backstory on So just a backstory. Um, does anybody know anything about lash extensions? I know my wife spends a ton of yeah. money on it. It's very expensive, yeah. yeah. Um, so first off, Mike and I, we have been married for six years together for seven, right? We met on Match.com, actually. Um, and in 2011, I came to him and I'm like, hey, listen, I really want to learn lash extensions. And he's like, what the heck is that? Like, what is that? And so he really didn't like believe in it back then. So I took a one-day course. I was slinging lashes from home um, probably for about like four or five years. Yeah, five years I was doing lashes from home. Um, started out, we had no money. So like my marketing thing that I did, which actually really worked, was every single night I would go on Instagram and I would follow like 50 females that I thought would want lash extensions. Or I would go to like other competitors in town and I would follow all their followers just because we literally were so broke. Like literally we would go to the food bank. Like that's how broke we were. So that was like, uh, I think that that's kind of pretty much built like the clientele from home. I mean, it got to a point where I was working from like 8 a.m. to like almost midnight, like straight. Like we had so many girls coming to our house. Um, and then we opened up our first little location in 2000. 16. 16 we couldn't even afford the rent we couldn't even afford to decorate the whole place so literally like one room would be decorated and then you would like keep going down the hall and there was like nothing um we almost pretty much failed and tanked and we didn't have second jobs we, our business would have never made it yeah we were mortgage bankers too so pretty much everything we made in the mortgage business covered what we were lacking in the lash business yeah we had, a, we had a big check one month we worked our butts <laughs> off we got like a twelve thousand dollar check Uncle Sam took like four grand, we had eight grand left over. And we were like, yeah, we're white trash balling. <laughs> and that eight grand went to like rent, our home rent, all like marketing, buying stuff for it, and like it was gone. 
Good. That's right. That's right. Yeah, back in my bachelor days. Yeah, back in my bachelor days. <laughs> but listen, I'm, I'm telling you guys, like, I just, you know, we want you guys to understand, like, how how bad things were once upon a time. You know, everybody thinks when they open a business, they're going to decorate it real cute. They're going to open the doors. People are going to come flocking in and support them. Friends and family are going to be right there. Your friends and family, like your biggest, they, I want to say they, they talk the best game, right? They're like, hey, you should do it right there. We're going to help you. But they're the ones that end up like not supporting you guys. I saw a meme one time. We've, we talked about this before, but like, it's like when Oprah starts a new diet, everybody jumps on it. Michael Jordan releases a pair of retros. Everybody puts their money down to get that. Um, Beyonce has a concert. People pay 500 bucks to get stage tickets. Friend or family member starts a business. They charge too much. They don't have enough experience. You know what I mean? They're like the last ones to support you guys. And that's 100% true. It's, cra it's crazy. Like they're the ones who are like rah, rah, rah. And then when you really do need them, they're the ones who are just like trying to get free stuff and discounts and not really support you. I would say everything kind of turned when what? Well, we'll go into right now. It's a good, so here's the thing. So these are four key points I think will help you guys. So we literally went from just working on the house. It was a side hustle just so we could like pay our rent like on top of others. You know what I mean? Like it was just to live paycheck to paycheck at the time we first opened this. So I think it's important to note that, that when we started this thing, um, year one in business, like our very first year ever doing this thing, we did about 177,000 that year. This is gross sales, okay? About 177,000 that year, and we were like super, super stoked. It was 2016. Uh, 2017, we did 1.2 million. Uh, 2018, we did 4 million. And this year, we're on pace to just a little over 10 million. Okay, so that all started, like I said, just from a, like a tiny bedroom in the house into what it is today. So point one, I want you guys to think highly of yourselves when you first start out. Don't look at yourself as like we did, like a mom and pop shop, okay? We, we, we started this thing as a small little business just to make money. It was a mom and pop shop type mentality. And um, we've always kind of looked at it that way. Today, we have 125 people working for us, right? We have a warehouse. We have three locations here in town, nice locations. We're right in Boca Park, right next to Cheesecake Factory, over here in Henderson. We have one in Centennial, and then we have one right in Scottsdale, Arizona. So... For some reason, it's always been hard for me to wrap my mind around the fact that it's like become a real company. You know what I mean? We we have tax swings of 100,000 plus a month in payroll taxes, modified business taxes, sales taxes. Like I, I still look at us like mom and pop. You know what I mean? It's been hard to get over that kind of mentality. But when we started this thing, we didn't do our due, our due diligence in the beginning. So we just called it Sassy Lashes. She was always on Instagram, Sassy Babes. And so we just decided to call it Sassy. What did you want to call it originally in the beginning? Uh, I wanted to call it Lash Horror, but that wasn't... Lash Horror, yeah. Yeah, yeah. just like it sounds. That was very well. The sets were going to be like Slutty Girl, Lash Virgin, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I was thinking a little more Disney. Yeah. It's like when a rapper has a really dope album, but he got to do like the bubblegum version for like the radio yeah. to get people into it, yeah. <laughs> so we decided Lash Horror probably wasn't like the best idea. Yeah. Plus I wanted my mom to be like proud, you know, like, oh, my son owns Lash Horror. <laughs> In her senior community with the rest yeah. of the 55 and over, over crowd. Uh, so yeah, we decided to call it Sassy Lashes. Uh, if you go on Instagram now and you put in Sassy Lashes, there's literally like hundreds of them that pop up. It's such an ambiguous term. And so long story short, we went to trademark our company name as we started getting bigger. I'm like... We did it years later, keep in mind. Yeah, like, years later. I didn't later. think anything of it when, when I started the company. I didn't know anything about trademarking a name. I never thought the company, like if you told me four years ago, our company would be bringing in 10 million a year, I would be like, yeah, right. So I never knew to trademark the name because I really never imagined it being so big so fast. 
So when we went to go trademark our name, uh, we found out that someone else had the trademark since 2005. And we had been conducting business as Sassy Lashes, bringing in all this money. And our attorney was like, listen, if I were you, because you guys are just, you know, you, you're so genuine and approachable, I would go to California where the girl owns her business and just say, hey, listen, we went to trademark our name. We understand that you actually own the name. We want to do a coexistence agreement. We, we want to either pay for the name, like anything, because we want to be above board with everything. And also we wanted to franchise. You can't franchise unless you have your name trademarked. So, yeah, can't get a federal DID number, can't do anything. We want yeah. to franchise the public and be like, all right, well, do you have your name trademarked? Do you have your, like, uh, no. So she was actually a really sweet lady. She was like, listen, let me talk to like my CPA. Let me talk to my attorney and I'll get back to you. So long story short, uh, we were kind of going back and forth. Her attorney was like, yeah, you know, we were trying to come up with like a happy number. Uh, nine months later, we're actually on our way to speak at LashCon in California. And our, our attorney says, hey, listen, we have trademark infringement paperwork. You've been sued. Yeah, we were on our way to go speak at LashCon. Like we were the key, like the main keynote speakers for this event. So all these, all, these, all these people coming who bought hotels in Pasadena. So we're on our way there and we're like, so my attorney's like, don't go. I'm like, we can't not go. He's like, you could be served in California. You could be served on stage. You guys put a few little headsets on talking and <laughs> you get served. And we're like, no. So he's like, yeah, don't go. I'm like, well, we can't not go. He's like, okay, check into your hotel room under an alias and get a bodyguard. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, we have like 20,000 people on YouTube that like follow us and like a podcast. And like people are gonna be like, hey, Mike and Sean, you guys are like, it's just getting served. Ah, you know what I mean? Like. <laughs> I'm like, we can't do that. Get a bodyguard. They're going to be choking, choking girls out on the carpet. And so he's like, all right, you can't do that. Anyways, we went. We were fine with it. But long story short, we've had to, we've had to change the name. So we're doing some rebranding right now. Uh, it's, on, it's going up on our buildings right now. We're actually calling it Live Bay Lash, L-I-V-B-A-Y. And a lot of people are like, that's, that's dumb. What's Live Bay mean? Well, Live Bay is actually like, it was named after our son and daughter. So our daughter's name's Olive. Our son's name's Baylor. We started thinking about this. We are talking like, what's, what's really in a name? What's in Zappos? What's in Pepsi? You know what I mean? The brand itself is built on us, right? We didn't start, we started like doing this YouTube channel, like literally not even a year ago. Went from like zero, I think we had 32 subscribers. Mm -hmm. They were all the girls that worked in our salon, like all of our lash artists. <laughs> like nobody cared what we were saying or doing. And uh, fast forward today, we have like close to 20,000 subscribers on it just because it was, um, we became an educational brand. We started giving out free content, playbook. And we'll jump back into that in a second here, but. That's, that was shut down as well as part of this trademark thing. We've reached a settlement agreement, so they're turning all of our social media back on, but let's just say it was, it was, a, big, it was a big learning experience. Just so you guys know, I'm, I'm just talking numbers with you guys, you know, what it costs. To litigate a trademark infringement, it's like a $300 plus thousand dollar lawsuit. There's the most expensive lawsuits on the planet because you have to do surveys, which is a hard cost. You have to ask people like, hey, do you think that these people are the same people in Orange County, California? Did you drive past Las Vegas? And we're like, oh, I'm in Orange County. There they are. You know what I mean? Like, I know it sounds ridiculous, but this is the kind of crap that goes into it. So it would have been very expensive. We spent 60000 to date just in legal fees with our attorney, 25000 selling with her. It's going to cost another you know, 100000 for all the signs for all of our buildings, our warehouse, restickering, relabeling. It's, you know, we're going to have to do some new like rebranding campaigns. If we weren't at the level we're at now, like that, that would have put us out of business 100%. We wouldn't have, we wouldn't have had the funds available to do that kind of stuff. And so I think it's super important when you guys are out there, just learn from us, research your name, research the name. And when it comes to trademarking and 10 years, I think it's gonna be impossible to trademark a name. I really do. If you've ever dealt with the trademark board, I said hit your keyboard up here. I don't call them a bunch of bureaucrats, but um, if, if anything in your name is taken, 
And that part of that name is related to what you're doing. So like with us, Lashes, they can shut that name down and sue you. And here's why, because it can be used as a descriptor, it can be used as the main word, it can be used as whatever, but any part of it in that related industry, they'll come after you guys for it. And so we were like, all right, we, we came up with like a hundred different names. It'd be like and a full- Everything was trademarked. Everything. We're like, all right, we'll call it, we'll use sultry, we'll use culture, we'll spell culture with a K. We'll be like, nope, 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 there's a company in Miami, there's a person here, there's a person there. And so finally we're like, all right, well, we're gonna do Live Bay because it's our kid's name. Nobody's got that, ha ha ha. They're like, do you want us to do an attorney opinion letter? I'm like, no, no more fees, just trademark the stuff. Come to find out there's actually a Live Bay. <laughs> no in bullshit. Dubai, right? In Dubai, yeah. <laughs> Luckily they can't trademark here, but I'm just saying like, it was just like, you gotta be kidding me. It's like super califragilistic XBL lashes. Boom, we're, we're sending it out. That's the way it's going. Can't use that one either. You know what I mean? Like what? Are you kidding me? And lashes is like a new industry. Could you imagine how hard that is? Like if, if we were like struck out, we had like a whole team creative database search. We were using like things to describe like what that word could mean. She tried coming up with like, what does it mean in Italian? What about like, nope, same thing. They'll, they'll run it through the system and see it means this. And so just know going forward, make sure you guys have a good trademark because you could be, here's the crazy part. And I'm not knocking the lady in California. She really is a small little mom and pop business. It's just her. She just has a little tiny shop. Right? Everybody knew our name, Sassy Lashes, because of us. Right? But how it works is they think she's the one infringing because she's trying to ride our coattail, when in all reality, she was the one that had the name all along. And we tried, listen, we tried to buy her out. We offered a couple hundred thousand to buy, buy the name, license it back to her. She didn't want it. Evidently, she hit the Powerball and just does lashes for fun. It's really weird. Just kidding. Um, but yeah, so just, you know, back to that point, just make sure you guys, you guys know, like to make sure you do your research and, and, and find a name. Don't do like we did, you know, because we're just here in Vegas and we were small-minded about it. We're like, we're just gonna make some money. There's nobody else in town called Sassy Lashes, so nothing bad can come from this, right? So do your homework. Uh, next point, have an online presence. So tell them a little about what we do with the online stuff. So with online stuff, we uh, started doing podcasts and YouTube videos. Um, how long ago? February. We started doing our first couple YouTube videos like right at the end of last year, like November, December but we started the podcast in February, okay? And what we did that was kind of unique that nobody does, right? We took our, every podcast episode and we recorded it and we put it on YouTube. So you had your people who only want to listen, right? You go to like podcasts, just want to listen. You had the people who only want to watch videos so they can see like our reaction, right? So they were watching the video format and then we took the video or the podcast and we made it a bloggable post and we started uploading it on Pinterest on our website so it could be found for SEO purposes. So we took one piece of content, stretched it three different ways. You got your reader, your listener, your watcher. We hit all three of those. Today, our podcast gets 5,000 downloads a week, right? Some of you guys are like, that's, whoa. Some of you guys are like, that's whatever. It's eyelashes. Think about it. 5,000 people are literally sitting around, whoa, 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 what are they going to talk about today? I hope they talk about humidity and glue level. It's going to be really exciting. Maybe they'll talk about isolation, different type of tweezers. You know what I mean? Like exciting stuff, right? Then you got the YouTube version. When we release a YouTube video, 5,000 people a week are watching the podcast on the YouTube side of it, right? Just because they want to see her punch me or say, I, you know, hey, shh, can't say that, right? Then you got the readers. So we took that, we spread it out three different ways, took that content. What else we do with it? Um, I would say we actually have a product line. So we have like a full warehouse with all of our products. I think we'll get into that in the next one. But with our YouTube, what we did was, believe it or not, like Lash, uh, the, the Lash world has just blown up so much. People don't realize that like our lash artists that are like 19 and 20 years old literally make over 100 grand a year. Like it's ridiculous. 
So, I mean, they're like 19-year-olds. Hey, of course. We, we got, hey, we got a couple male lash artists, too. We do too. have some male lash artists. One of them has been lashing 14 years. Yeah. It's insane. So, you can make a lot of money if you're passionate about it. It's, like, super easy. Plus, we're, like, the best owners ever. Shout out to us. Um, so, what we do with our YouTube is all these people, like, that are new in the industry, like, the education side is, like, pure shit. It's, like, one-day courses. Like, they don't know what they're doing. So, what we do with our YouTube is we solve people's problems using our products. So that makes our online sales go through the roof. Yep. So it's, I mean, it's it's insane. I think when we started our e-commerce, we were rolling in like... Last December, our e-commerce, our products, right? Our tweezers, glues, just like dumb little things we get. We get up from overseas, we private label, resell, right? Our e-commerce did 29,000, right? We were like, yeah. What, when we Ooh. first started? No, last December. Oh yeah, last December. Last December yeah. was 29,000. We showed, a, we showed a statistic on it at LashCon. Two months ago, it was over, like three months ago, it was over 250. Last month, it was almost 300,000. It's literally been climbing at a rate of like 30,000 a month. And what you hear what she said? So we, she said the education out there is crap, what's being taught. Most people are teaching people how to do lashes in one day and handing them a certificate. You know, I'm a lash artist? Well, I watched a video on how to do open heart surgery. Does that make me a surgeon? You know what I mean? And to be honest with you, ours is five days. We teach everything, photo editing, classic mix, volume, marketing. Like, I mean, it is so much stuff. <laughs> I feel like we're ripping people off doing five days and we're already four days more than anything else out there, right? So we started giving value. We, we made the class five days. We gave value. We actually, instead of charging three grand for a one day, we charged 1600 for a five day. We had a finance program in place, gave them value, helped them out. And we even have an after shadowing program where they can come into our salons and literally sit there with the girls and pick up anything they missed, right? So we gave value. Number two, you heard what she said? We solved their problem. Nobody in this industry wants to give people free information. You want to learn, you pay me. You pay me two grand to come sit in my salon and learn how to do stuff. So we said, eh, we don't like that business model. So we're going to take every day, we're going to, every week, we're going to take a new problem that people are having. We ask them, we'll go IG live or we'll just, you know, people stay on YouTube. Hey, can you show us how to do this? Can you show, hey, no problem. We make a video out of it. We solve their problem. Guess what we do? In today's video, we're going to be showing you guys how to do mega volume lashes using our lashes, our tweezers, our glue, right? Anyway, that's a moot point. Let's get into the video. They just saw their problem solved using our product. Who are they gonna do, call our competitor? No, the cool husband and wife that just solved our problem. We're gonna go spend money with them, right? So we started an education brand, we started giving free content, not just free content, searchable content. Okay, do you guys know what I mean when I say searchable content? Anybody can make a cool video of a cat playing with a ball of yarn, right? Grandma saw it, mom saw it, and that's about it. You need to go on there and use your hashtags. Find out what's being searched. Go on there. When you do a search on YouTube for that, like, because like we always talk about this with, with Omar, with our, our videographer back there. He's more than a videographer. He's like my spirit animal. <laughs> but he's also our videographer, right? He's our D-Rock. You guys follow Gary Vee. He's my D-Rock. So literally, if you do, when he goes in there, when we figure out a video, we're like, okay, we're going to show how to create perfect isolation for a wispy look. He's like, that's great. Who in the hell is searching that? Call it this right here. So we go into we go into YouTube and we do how to and we just put in whatever that key phrase and it tells what are being the most searched things on YouTube. So that's what we call the video. It's not clickbait. We're not using it like you know to get their attention, right? But we're doing it. It's something that's searchable. It's related, and then we use those tags and meta tags to make it so it pops to the forefront, so people accidentally fall into our world and then they see all of our content and then they're hooked. You want to know something crazy? When we were at the uh, beauty show last year. At our booth, this is the first time it ever happened. People were literally coming up to us, just like, I follow you guys. I'm from Canada. I'm from Malta. I had to look up as an island in the Mediterranean. Like, people just coming up to us, like, hey, I follow you guys. Thank you so much. You changed my life. Can I get a picture? I'm like, yeah. 
doing the fighter pose. I'm just kidding. Yeah, like, you know what I mean? It's all like, I'm like, oh, okay, cool. It only works like in the lash world. Like you can't really get a free cup of coffee with it or anything. But you know, like in the lash world, people like they're like, you know what I did for our classes? We went from doing like a class of 10 and 15 to selling out classes. We were just in Cleveland, Ohio in October. How many of you guys have been to Cleveland? Two of you guys have been to Cleveland, okay. And I know what you're thinking. Cleveland's awesome, right? Like, it's right up there. When you're picking your next destination vacation, you're like, Cabo, Miami, New York City, Cleveland. No? Okay. I'm from Cleveland, so I could talk shit on Cleveland, okay? That's the only reason. Yeah, I'm mistake on the lake. I'm a huge Browns fan. You name it, right? We, we don't have much to cheer for these days, in general, for anything. So we went to Cleveland, Ohio. We had a course. We had almost 30 students in Cleveland, Ohio. 30, okay? 30 at 1,600 bucks. You guys do the math. No, most of them came in from like Michigan, Indiana, everywhere else because of our online presence, because of our YouTube and our podcast, because of all the free info. They wanted to come learn from us. So that's that's what I think you guys need to really, really work on. So point two, again, was have an online presence. Also, just keep in mind, too, everybody's on Instagram and Facebook. Like, everybody. I'm always on Instagram and Facebook. So you really want to, especially like in our industry, it's all visual. It's not like you give people a business card for like lashes. They want to see your work. So for online presence, I think that's really important. Great point. Our quest. Are you guys putting uh, content on TikTok? She, I started a TikTok, but it's under Sassy Lashes, so I can't do that anymore, so I have to create a new one. Yeah. Yeah. But no, listen, that's a good question. We're going to do Q&A at the end, too, for you guys, too, but I'm super glad you brought that up. The more places you can get out there, yeah, the better. we were talking about this the other day, like, I think it was last year we were talking, about, I was talking with Omar about this, LinkedIn. How many of you guys have been on LinkedIn recently? LinkedIn's, like, completely pivoted. Their, their page, homepage looks like Facebook, right? Like, you can like, there's videos. Did you know, like, I think it was last year we were talking about, there's only, like... 500 or 700 videos a day being uploaded. Yeah. Like that's a whole nother Pinterest. People don't realize like everybody's on a Pinterest for recipes or decorate a room. Uh, the girl who's doing our Pinterest right now, uploading our blog spots there, we went from getting like 15 views a month to like 129,000 views a month on our blog spots on Pinterest. And then it had a link to the video or a link to buy our product from the blog spot. Like there's no wrong way. Any of those places, uh, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, you know what I mean? Snapchat, just any and thing like this. You always see, how many of you guys follow Gary Vee in here? Gary Vaynerchuk. Where you guys should follow Gary Vee if you get a chance. Gary Vee always talks about um, the Snapchat generation kind of being like a younger generation. So a lot of them probably wouldn't buy like our stuff now, but they're seeing our brand over and over again. And in five and six years, what brand are they going to know when they get into lashes? You know what I mean? It's, it's a no-brainer. Uh, and then next thing is to talk about diversi- diversifying our revenue streams. So obviously you guys know we do lash extensions, right? <laughs> We've established that point now. So we, what we did. We, so basically, because I took a one-day course, I just saw a huge flaw in the industry. So we created our education side, which uh, we were doing you know, classes in Vegas. Now we're actually doing classes, I mean, everywhere. Starting January 1st, we're literally hitting every major city, which is pretty cool. We have a, uh, a well, it's called a sassy van. We're going to have to rewrap that. But we actually have a mini a minivan we bought. And we have a driver, so he'll go to whatever city we're going to. We're also going to start um, doing like mobile lash supplies. So we do have a retail location where we actually sell our supplies in Las Vegas. So what we're going to do is once a week, we're going to just round up the Live Bay Lash van and sell supplies. So that's like another uh, stream of revenue we're going to have. But So we started the education, which is huge. Uh, we're the only one that actually does a five-day course which I think is really important. I mean, if I had it my way, it would be like a two-week thing, but... We're fighting state board next month. Yeah, we are. Um, We also have our products. So we started our product line, um, I think it was 2017, 2018. 
2018 summer. 2018. Yeah. Uh, so that's really awesome it's basically it's what a 60 percent markup yeah we get our stuff from overseas private label brought over it took us a year and a half to find good distributors yeah yes yeah we were buying from i mean other big companies but i mean when you have as many lash artists as we do and you're buying from other companies and it's like 30 dollars for a lash tray you know what i mean it's it's more uh it's better if you're obviously getting your own brand you know we get our lash trays for a uh, buck eighty, and we retail them for sixteen. Listen, you know and we're I mean? one of the cheaper ones. We're still one. Of we're the like the Walmart, ones. right? Yeah. We're like yeah. the we are. Think about it. We're one of the cheaper ones. Not only are we the cool people giving away the free content on how to use it, we're doing it cheaper than everybody else. So instead of clubbing everybody out over the head and going, "Hey, buy our stuff for thirty bucks a tray," we're going, "Hey, you know what? This is for the single mom out there who's trying to feed a family. Now it's half that cost, right?" And we, like she said, we get them for a buck thirty a tray. We sell them for fifteen. Still a massive markup, right? Mm -hmm. The reason we got into doing that. It wasn't so that we could sell the product. We just started doing it so that we could, you know, have more profit in our salons. We weren't making any money buying that crap. So that's why we started doing it. And then all of a sudden we were like, hey, we could sell these too. <laughs> so now when we do an order, we buy like, you know, 60 to 100,000 trays at a time. We're actually trying to work on, we're trying to get a factory going right now over in Vietnam or Cambodia right now. So we had a, we talked about this before with my D-Rock, we were, we were consulting in this. With Sean, we're like, hey, anytime there's a gold rush, because everybody sees our salons. If you guys ever come to our salons, they look like Disneyland, like the chandeliers and the stacked stone and the custom barn. Like they're just so like they're just beautiful looking, right? Like they're, they're they look the part. Believe it or not, she's an offer up shopper. So anytime you see most of the stuff in our salon, we go and offer up. Even to this day, we know we can afford it. We don't spend all that money on the expensive yeah. stuff. We go and we get the stuff that looks just as good. Use put the extra money in our pocket, right? Here's the thing. So people see those salons and they're like the Disneyland of salons and like, they're killing it. They're killing it. And they think all the money's coming from the salon. The salon is actually our least profitable of our three streams of revenue. She just told you we're salons, we're education, we do the classes and we're products. That's the least, least profitable. And I've never had a pair of tweezers call off for a 21st birthday party because it was hungover. Think about it. Like it's, hey, how you doing today products in the warehouse? Good, everybody good? Okay, great, let's go out there and make some money. Nobody's got a bad mood. No, you know, no one's emotional because a boyfriend. No, I'm just kidding. Like it's just like, you know what I'm saying? Like it's think about it. It's 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 a no-brainer, right? And every time we do a class, 30 new students, right? They like us. We've taught them how to go out in the world, how to market themselves, everything. And now they're buying our product long term. Think of the lifetime value of that client now. All of our business, all of our brands, the three brands we were able to diversify all flow into each other. I didn't mean to cut you off. I got a little excited. Uh, so point three was diversify your revenue stream for business. Last one, have a growth plan for your employees. Create a culture <laughs> to where they have a long-term way to grow with us. You just heard her say a minute ago, a lot of the girls who work for us make over 100,000 a year. That's a real number. A lot of them are 19 years old. Like they come out of beauty school. Most of them are. Most of them, yeah. They come out of beauty school, they get, they get lucky enough to get trained by us, get a job with us. They start making stupid money. I had my accountant come in all the time and sit down, like talk to him about write-offs and stuff. And I'll never forget two of them were sitting there and they were just like listening. I'm like, oh my God, they're getting it. Like I was so excited. It was like a proud father moment. You know what I mean? I'm just like, they're getting it. They're going to be smart. And like my accountant leaves and the one looks at the other and says, hey, let's go get some red bottoms and then go to an expensive dinner and write it off for business. And like high five each other. And I'm like, I'm like deeply concerned. You guys missed the entire point of why he was here. You know what I mean? These girls are 19 years old. They went from living in mom's house to having high rises, driving BMWs, like having $4,000 teacup stupid dogs you don't need, like, you know, just stuff you don't need at 19 years old. You know what I mean? 
having said that, having said that, at some point in time, every girl who works for us, even though they're making that kind of money, is going to go, all right, what's the next level to this thing? Am I forever going to be a lash artist in this room doing this? Or is there a bigger picture for me? What is my growth? Everybody wants to grow. It's not a money thing. It's not a monetary thing. It's a grow, like, like long-term for themselves to feel like they're growing as a person. So what do we offer them? So with our company, we actually, we offer them um, two different things. So we offer them a chance to own their own. So we are um, Scottsdale location. Is it, yeah, Scottsdale. Uh, we had a girl, Taylor Artega. She's literally 21 years old. She worked for us uh, for not even a year. She saved $160,000. She, she worked was working, from February to December. Yeah, she was just living at home, saving all of her money. She would literally work like she's a shoebox full of like 20 grand cash tips. She's like, what do I do? I'm like, oh, I'm not no, your no. dad. Not your dad. <laughs> like, so um, she, you know, especially with this industry, it's really easy to get burnout. You're just constantly just slaying lashes. So you get burnt out a little bit quicker. And she's like, hey, listen, like, I want to open my own location. And we were like, okay, cool. Like, we want to offer that because we genuinely like everybody that works for us. And I know what almost it's everyone. like. Almost everyone. Almost everyone, yeah. Good point. And I know what it's like to just get burnt out and be like, okay, what's the next step? I don't want people leaving. So we offer them to own their own place. So she has her own place. She's 21 years old. And she's just killing it. She's in a great area. And we've mentored her. And she's she's freaking killing it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. She has and her she own works. underneath her. She's still a psycho. She still, still works seven psycho, days a week yeah. to this day. Yeah. I told her, I'm like, you got to take a day off. You're going to get a shotgun and go kill everybody in the plaza. <laughs> For real. Yeah. But she's 21, so responsible. And that's just something we offer. We also offer the girls to come into corporate. We've recently had three girls come into our corporate office. They help with customer service, with the warehouse, with inventory. So we like to kind of keep everybody under our wing because we do genuinely like everybody and we don't want to lose people and we know how um, people can get burnout easy so it's easier for them to just come into us than leave. Yeah. Why, lo why lose somebody? Long term, what does that mean? Okay. I can make money on a percent on her gross sales and I can get a, I can wholesale her product that she's going to use in her salon I'm going to make money on too. Yeah. So why, why instead of being like, no, and she leaves and I try and sue her over a non-compete and stomp her out, everybody eats, right? Why not be the first culture out there that says, hey, you know what? We promote from within. We help our own. We offer a long-term growth pattern. You know what that does? Everybody's like, how do you guys always hire so many good people? Like, for some reason, I can't hire you. My, my staff sucks. You guys always get the best people. You don't get the best people. You build the best people. You literally build the best people. You know how you build the best people? You sell them on the vision. You sell them on the dream. I literally, they say the first key to brainwashing is repetition. Like my, the people that work for us, they're like little robots. I'm like, hey, you know what we're gonna do today? We're gonna take over the world, Mike, right? You know, like, <laughs> all right, good, just make sure you know. You know what I mean? Um, and I just constantly keep selling them on, hey, and here's the thing, maybe they don't wanna open their own salon, right? Maybe, and I tell them, hey, why open one salon when you go open five salons? Why don't you go take over Denver? There's five great pockets up there. I can, do, yeah, of course you can do that. Come on, think bigger, right? Not, maybe not everybody wants to do that. Maybe some people just want to work in the corporate office, grow with us as a company, right? Long term, I plan on, we, we talked about this, we want to open in Canada, we want to open in Europe, Japan. I know somebody can speak fluent Japanese, we're in there. But here's the thing, think like this, you know in Canada right now, lashes are absolutely exploding. We, we ship packages all over the world right now because of the YouTube and podcast where people can see us. But when we ship stuff to Canada, you know what happens? It gets hung up at customs, they'll take a knife through it, glue goes everywhere. People are like, man, it takes 18 days to get my stuff. It's not like me shipping to Cleveland, right? 
But if we had a warehouse there or a 3PO right up there where they would, our stuff would come in, private label, ship it out, give me inventory, everything. I would literally, I could ship to Calgary, Alberta. You know what I mean? Literally shipping to Los Angeles, Cleveland. I know I keep using Cleveland. Some of you guys are like, dude, Cleveland sucks. It's my Cleveland, okay? That's how we could do it. We could hit it. And then boom, we're in, we're in Europe, right? You literally, like if we were in London, or any London, you can go out to the spot. London's super expensive. I'm just saying, like, like we were over, we were over in Europe, like in England, right? Or in the UK. Boom, look, I'm in Italy. I'm in Paris. You know what I mean? Like that's literally like going to like Cedar City, Utah, Los Angeles, California. All those spots are close. And you know what the best part is? There's no state board regulations over there right now. And that's why it's exploding and there's no training. If we want to open a, a fulfillment center, do our education there. Last, like three weeks ago, I'm like, hey, I'm buying a semi-truck. She's like, what? I'm like, I'm gonna get a 53 foot semi-truck. We could be doing three classes a week instead of one with our van. I cannot wait to see the back. On a 53 foot trailer? It's gonna be awesome. <laughs> Giant pink truck. My dad would be so proud if he was here still. <laughs> All right, that's all we got today. We want to try and condense it. I don't want to like bore you guys to death. Did you guys learn something today? Did you guys get some, okay, good points from this. So I want to open it up super fast. We hope you guys enjoyed this episode. As always, if you haven't done so yet, please make sure to refer a friend, somebody who could benefit greatly from either our podcast or YouTube channel. We obviously grow this thing as a movement. Hopefully you guys got some great value. Until then, we'll see you in the next episode. Thank you. Thank you.